compete with that introduction, or should I say match up to it, but I thank God for what he's doing, how he works, amen, and what the Lord is doing, hallelujah. John, would you go ahead and raise the lights for me? Praise the Lord, appreciate John DeWeese helping in the sound booth, we were working around and scurrying around the... Noah had set up the list of songs and Easy Worship decided that it was not going to work. We had to turn off everything and then find the songs. And he did an awesome job. Thank you, John, for handling things because uh, so much is relying on the communication and bringing up words so we can sing. What powerful worship. I'll tell you what, I... I just, you know, we as a congregation, we should be so uh, thankful for the, the, the gifts God has given the church. We have great preachers in the house. We have great singers and music at Rodney Pike Church of God. We have a great congregation, too. Go ahead. If you can, go ahead and pat yourself on the back there and say, well, thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. So tonight, it was just kind of on a sudden notice of preaching tonight and I wanted to come to you and share the word of God I sort of feel like a evangelist tonight sort of feel like I don't know why but I just feel like I'm a evangelist tonight being with that great introduction if you'd like to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 1 and I'd like to preach and exhort with you a little bit tonight about Jesus that excellent name Jesus that excellent name, Jesus. I think God's people need to talk a little bit about that excellent name, Jesus. That wonderful, excellent name. We need to lift up the name Jesus. Let's go ahead and read the verses of scripture found in Hebrews chapter 1. I'm going to read from 1 to 4. Let's pray first. Let's ask for the anointing of God as we look into his word and we begin to uh, search out his word. Because the Lord has, did you know the Lord has a personal word for you through his word? That may not, I may not even cover it, but the Lord will speak it to you while the anointing is moving in the house and worship. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we believe right now, God, that you have a word for us this evening, this time, that this is an appointed time. And we thank you, Lord, for the worship and the anointing that we've already experienced in this service. Lord, we're so grateful that when we invite you, Lord, you always move and show up. You always are among your children when we call out to you, you're here and we sense your presence, God. Now, Lord, we as your people, we push everything aside that we have run into today in our busy schedules on the job and going out in public and all the stuff that's going on out there. We just push it aside right now. And we allow the anointing of the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to us and talk to us. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers 
by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son. When did the last days start? When Jesus came on the scene. That's when the last days began. When Jesus came, it meant a move and change from one dispensation to another. A moving from the law into grace. A moving into a gathering of God and his people. So we are in the last days and these are exciting times. These are the last days. We're living in the last days. And these are exciting times because the Lord is equipping us and filling us and anointing us for the last days. What are you supposed to be doing now? You need to be equipping yourself. You need to be allowing God to fill you up and anoint you with the Spirit. You need to, you need to unclunk the junk and allow God to begin to fill you with his presence. The world wants to cause distraction and cause us to get caught up with the stuff that's going out in the streets and the stuff that's going out in Washington, D.C. and the news and the such and the bad stuff. But the Lord wants us to make room for his coming. Go ahead and bring the scripture back up, John. Has in these last days spoken to us by his son, Jesus whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness, he's talking about Jesus making the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Hey, what Jesus said still stands. What Jesus has done still exists. His plans are still in order. God hasn't changed his mind. You want to know the mind of God, look into the word of God, and you will find the plan of God and what God is up to right now. He's given it in his book. We don't need people to tell us. We need to find it in the word of God. And let God tell us by the Holy Spirit. Oh, Okay, praise the Lord. I had not even got through the verse. Who being the brightness of his glory and expressed image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, paying the price for our sins, friends, doing what was necessary and then in his resurrection and his resurrected form and body he eventually ascended up on high and, as, and is at the right hand of the majesty on high having become much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they Obtained a more excellent name than the angels. A more excellent name above everything. Isn't it amazing how the world tries to stifle the mention of that excellent name, Jesus? Say 
any other name in the world today and there'll be no problem if you say Buddha or Mohammed. That's all okay. But if you say Jesus, suddenly the politically correct police will pronounce on you in a moment, will pounce and come against you in a moment, the moment that you say that excellent name. Isn't it funny how those who lecture Christians on how we need to be tolerant have zero tolerance for the name of Jesus? Make no mistake about it, the devil is committed to silencing the name of Jesus and all Christians who are so bold as to lift up his mighty saving name. What seems to be occurring today in protest, in rioting, is that there seems to be a pressure to say names. Uh, names of individuals to memorialize them for whatever reason for a course they say because of racism and to go against racism there are those who will who will approach Christians and people and make them say and almost almost intimidate intimidating people and making almost as though making them and forcing them to show a certain gesture and to say the name of somebody as in a memorial. Let me tell you, the name Jesus is not in, it's not memorialized. The name Jesus is powerful and mighty. The name Jesus is one who exists today. The name Jesus will raise up nations and bring down nations the name Jesus and the Lord would want us to raise our hand in praise and adoration when I raise my hand to Jesus I'm not remembering him I'm not memorializing him I am praising him and there's a difference in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm talking about, that name Jesus. There are so many different ways and meanings of saying the name of Jesus. Now, I'm not going to go through the historical context, Hebrew and in Greek, and however, I will tell you the name Jesus is Yeshua, which is the same as Joshua in Hebrew, and it means Savior, Deliverer. The name Jesus and, and the name Jesus was a common name of that day like Mike or Robert today it was common but there's only one Jesus you know what I'm talking about there's only one savior and one deliverer all the other Jesus's named at that time wasn't the Jesus that will make demons tremble that will cause our uh, heaven to open up and heaven to intervene on our needs and our situations. Just 
saying the name of Jesus, but I'm going to get a little contemporary with you of today. I'm going to get modern with you today without getting real uh, wordy with historical context of the name of Jesus. I'm just going to tell you, there are different ways of saying Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. You have probably has, have done this. Maybe I will demonstrate it some of the ways that you have said Jesus. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Jesus. 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 Do you know what I'm talking about? The expressions. There's something happens when we utter the name Jesus. It's, 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 it's not a common name. It's not, it's faith rising up in us when we say Jesus. It's not Jesus in remembrance of him, but Jesus, that Jesus exists today. That Jesus hears us when we talk. Jesus hears us when we say his name. Jesus responds that, with that excellent name when we say his name. So I'll tell you tonight, keep saying, Jesus! Jesus! Oh, Jesus! Over, just say, Jesus! faith believing don't stop don't you dare stop saying Jesus 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 and to those who are riding in the streets in different cities we open our hand and say Jesus Jesus there is something about that name Jesus He's the answer. He's the giver of peace. Utter his name. Jesus. He's listening for those who cry out his name. Jesus. And he'll answer the cries of anyone that calls upon his name. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I'm not one to split hairs with you. But I've been in deathbed situations where a person might only be able to say one word before it's over but if their heart is longing for forgiveness and if they just say Jesus that if the thief on the cross would have just said Jesus the Lord would have forgiven him and received him because we cry out his name and in these perilous times we're living in, oh yeah, we are just like, Jesus. Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. We need to revise an old custom. In the last days, the early church used to greet one another, Maranatha, the Lord is coming. We need to revise Maranatha and greet one another and say, Maranatha, the Lord's coming. We need to say it, Maranatha, the Lord's coming. Amen. There are people afraid to say that because they're scared to death about Jesus coming back and the rapture taking place. It's time we open our eyes and rejoice and have a hope in the name of Jesus and greet one another and say, Maranatha, he's coming back. He left 2,000 years ago, but he's coming back. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Make no mistake about it. The devil is committed to silencing the name of Jesus. And all Christians who are bold to lift up the mighty name of the Lord. 
the answer is not to back off in fear, but to be given even more diligent, a diligence to lift up the name of Jesus. Not to fight, but to speak out the name Jesus. It's time for us to be bold and courageous and not timid and fearful. The modus operandi, which means in fancy words, the mode of operating or working of the Christian is the name of Jesus. Let everything stop. Let everything cease in the church and the church world if Jesus is not the center. If the name of Jesus is not in the lead and doesn't begin with Jesus, then we just need to stop and quit having it. You know, at church we can have a barbecue, but we're inviting Jesus to be there. You know what I'm talking about? We can have party at the pike, and we're inviting Jesus at the party. Praise God. He needs to be in the center of everything, and his name be mentioned. His name be mentioned. And all the saints of God need to put in the, in the atmosphere the name Jesus. Because there's a world out there searching for answers and solutions. Colossians 3 and 17 says, And whatever you do in word or, do, or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do it in Jesus. Go to your job. In the name of Jesus. Go to Walmart. In the name of Jesus. Go to Farmer's Market. In the name of Jesus. Go to the dinner table. In the name of Jesus. Go and do the everyday things that you do. In the name of Jesus. Let's not take his name for granted. Let's not forget to say his name. Jesus. Will you say that with me after I count three? The name Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus. Oh my. This is his house. You are his people. Hallelujah. And Acts 17, 28 says, For in him we live and move and have our being. That ought to be our confession to everybody. Acts 17, 28. We ought to tell everybody at the workplace, everybody that the part of our family and everybody's around us, we should say, you know what? For in him, I live and I move and I have my being is in Jesus Christ. In the early days of the church, they were taught to do all things in that name. Everything they did, they did it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Everywhere they went, they were conscious of the name of Jesus. No matter, no, it's, it's no wonder the people outside of the church feared that name more than anything else. Because they saw the wonders. They saw the acts. They heard the testimonies. They heard the good news. And it's no wonder that those on the outside heard a lot about Jesus and understood who Jesus was. The authorities who took Peter and John into custody after they healed the layman at the gate called Beautiful, amen, uh, they threatened them as they had them in the kangaroo court and they were accusing them in Acts 4 and 17 then they who were the Sanhedrin called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach 
and all in the name of Jesus Christ. That was the statement of the devil. That was the statement of adversity. Is that do not speak because even they realize every time they would speak the name of Jesus thousands would come to the Lord uh, there would be healings and miracles at the name of Jesus they didn't want to accept it they didn't want to lose their position and their political authority with the people but I will tell you the name of Jesus is above every name and he sits on a throne that is the very supreme court of all the world and all people Jesus Christ is is the righteous judge. Hallelujah. We're all members of the same body of Christ, and Jesus is the head. That most excellent name of Jesus is the head. What the what the Spirit of God through the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Colossae, it belongs to the church today. It belongs to believers everywhere. It says, whatever you do, we are instructed in the word or deed to do all in the name of Jesus and in his name. We give thanks. We give thanks in the name of Jesus. In Ephesians 5.20 says, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The early believers were taught to give thanks unto God for all the benefits that they found in his name. Now in 1 Corinthians 6 and 11, Paul writes, he says, And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. We've been washed, we've been sanctified, we've been justified. By the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man goes to the Father but by me. And by me means through his very name we can approach holy God. Through the name of Jesus Christ who died on the cross, who became our sacrifice, who rent the veil in the temple from top to bottom that opened up the most holy place for all people, for everyone to walk in by the name of Jesus Christ. Did you notice the verse said, said, and such were some of you. We better read some of that preceding verses so we know it's such as some of us. You know what? Some of us used to be, how many have a past? Raise your hand. How many here knows what it is to be in sin? How many here could put labels on what kind of sinner you were and what your specialty was and where you were? You know, you know, there's, you know, some of us, we shouldn't brag about it, but some of us got really good sinning. We were really good at it. And then, then we begin to realize it led to destruction. And we realize it didn't satisfy. It didn't fulfill our life. And so here Paul writes, and I'm going to read it from the Holcomb translation in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9 through 11. This is before because I read to you earlier what verse 11 was. Listen what Paul says. This is what you, this is the such were some of you. And he's reminding, reminding the church of Corinth about what they used to be. You know, you know what? You shouldn't romanticize your past. 
But it's good for you to look back and realize where the Lord has taken you from to where you are. So you glorify, and you couldn't have done it outside of the name of Jesus. But, but because of that excellent name, look what has happened. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, he writes, he says, Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people, idolaters, and adulterers, or anyone practicing homosexuality, no thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. And some of you used to be like this. It's your former life, but it's not your present life. The devil come against you, reminding you what you used to do. You just remind him who you are. And you tell the devil, you say, Satan, you're at the wrong address. You're at the wrong door. That old Ryan Bynum doesn't live here anymore. Amen. When we moved into the parsonage years ago, there was phone calls for the former pastor. And some of them were bill collectors. And, and I was glad to say, oh, I'm not so-and-so. He doesn't live here anymore. They didn't believe me at first, but I had to convince them. I had to be persuasive. I had to let them know, listen, I am not that person. I am Ron Bynum, and we've got to tell the devil who knocks at our door, and he comes and says, this is what you are. This is what you've done. This, and you say, oh, that's the old man, and he doesn't live here anymore. I met uh, someone whose name is Jesus uh, that is most excellent, uh, a greater name than your name, O oh Satan, and God has made me a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are made new. You better go down the road and maybe you'll find that old man, but he is not living here now. I'm a new creature in Christ. Uh, you accuse me, but now you're a liar. You used to say the truth when you accuse me but now you're a liar because Jesus Christ has set me free and I'm not the same person I used to be all that list has been wiped away and a new list has been created and that there is now righteousness instead of unrighteousness there's the grace of God rather than the conviction of the law there's blessing instead of cursing bless his holy name and it's all because of the excellent name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My goodness. Somebody must be praying for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, therefore, in Hebrews 13, 15 says, Therefore, by him... Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Thanks to his name. If there ever was something that I am most grateful for, though I am very blessed in my life of all the good things that he has given me, 
and the family that he has given me, the most and foremost thing I am thankful for is that I am not what I used to be. And I am not condemned anymore. But now I walk and talk as a son of God, one of the sons of God, because of Jesus Christ that accepted me so much that when I cried out to that most excellent name, he came and he received me. And he said, you know what? Uh, why don't we just join up together here and what I receive you receive what I give you'll have everything whatever the father declares of me a blessing and power and authority I'll just give it to you also there is we are to offer up the sacrifice of praise continually the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name Jesus there is anointing in that name in James 5.14, is anyone among you who's sick? Then call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That excellent name, Jesus. Everything the early believers did, they did it in the name of the Lord. Everything. First John 3 and 23 says, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. That we believe and listen, when you say the name Jesus, you got to remember mercy. You got to remember his grace. You got to remember how we didn't deserve to be forgiven, but he forgave us just the same. Yeah, some of you are remembering where you used to be right now. And you ought to right now, you ought to uh, remember now that when you say the name of Jesus, therefore when it takes you back to his forgiveness for you, it will motivate us to love one another because we speak the name of Jesus. And you really, really want to cook the goose of the devil. You just remind him, you've been forgiven and he's not. Okay? He's not, but you've been forgiven. You want to get him mad, getting worked up, and say, hey, hey, I've been forgiven and you're not. Well, we are not only told to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, but we're told to believe on his name. Believe on his name. The new covenant commandment is that we love one another and to believe in his name. In 1 John chapter 3, 23. There's power in the name of Jesus. Every time a miracle took place in the New Testament, it was because Jesus did it or because a disciple did it through the name of Jesus. Jesus prayed in John 17, 12, while I was with them, I protected them, as he spoke to the Father, and kept them safe by that name that you gave me, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're saved through that name. We're in Acts 4 and 12, they said as they spoke to the people, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus. Back in 
2017, I remember that there was a celebration of the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. Remember that? It's been 500 years since the Reformation of the church in October 31st, 1517, Martin Luther, a monk, nailed the 95 thesis on the front doors of a city cathedral and there began to speak out against some of the practices of the Roman Catholic Church because he had an epiphany of the grace of God when he read the book of Romans. He realized we're not saved by a church, we're saved by grace. That it's not by man, but by God that we are forgiven of our sins. And within that movement, there was something called five statements or five solas developed as a center beliefs or message of that movement of the Reformation. The five solas, well, and I hope I can pronounce them correctly. Sola Deo Gloria, which is glory to God alone. Sola Scriptura, which is scripture alone that we live by. And it's the glory of God alone that we're saved and redeemed by God's glory. And then it's sola scriptura, which is scripture alone that we follow and live by, by faith. Sola gratia, which is grace alone. By grace alone we've been saved, not by works, but by grace. Sola feta, which is faith alone. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith in him has brought about our salvation. And then sola Christo, which is Christ alone. Christ alone. Nothing else. Don't add. He, his name doesn't have to be added to. Now we add to his name like, oh, the most excellent Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus Lord and Savior, omnipotent one, glorious one. Hey, can you think of a lot of adjectives when you say the name of Jesus when you worship him? If anything, I try and work on my vocabulary a little bit when I praise the Lord because I just want to keep on. Uh, I just want to keep. You can't over embellish you know you know Christmas season is coming up and sometimes let's face it we we go a little bit overboard with decorations don't we someone said you can't be too gaudy with Christian with Christmas decorations you could just fill the whole house all, all this all this uh, I'm not going to say garb but all this decoration and colors and lights and 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 all this you can't put enough icicles on a tree you know that some people throw icicles they almost cover tree. you can't put enough lights I mean my goodness one million twinkling lights on the house you can't overdo it because hey it's Christmas I want a great feeling. I, I even taken on that doctrine a little bit. We got a lot of, you know, we are grandma, grandpa veal in our house at Christmas. We we put up decorations we had with our kids, and now we have grandkids, and you know, it's just like we just gone crazy. You know, I I've just gone crazy with it. I went and, and bought a a a twelve foot tall uh, uh, 
abominable snowman from Rudolph of whom in the front yard and I couldn't stop there. I had to go with a nine foot tall Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer blown up in my yard. Why? Because uh, my my grandsons will see it. They kind of like it. They're excited by it. I go through all these motions and efforts and everything to make it like it's magical, like it's glorious. Uh, isn't the name of Jesus uh, so excellent uh, that you can't go too far and you can't over accentuate his excellence, uh, his glory, his mighty, his attributes, uh, his character. You just can't add too many adjectives uh, to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You just can't do it. Because when you think of one, you start thinking about another and another and another and another and another. Why, 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 why? Because we remember where we used to be, where we are. We remember the works of the Lord, what he's done. We know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's been great back then. He is great right now. And he will be great forever and forever and forever. And with that, with that ability and power and authority, and with his existence, you just can't stop just saying one thing about him. You got to say more. Don't you? Don't you? If you can't say a lot about Jesus, you need to go to the altar. You need to have another experience with God. Because all it takes is just that moment tasting of his grace and his goodness. Oh, it just proves our experience. Now, I could go through some historical context, scripture, what he's done, and the history, and the miracles, and all through scripture, I could do that. But you see, that really won't cover the fact that all we need to do is look deep down inside of us and remember our used to be's and where we are and reach down inside of us and see when we were bound by sin and now we're set free just all of our experiences uh, the answered prayers the moments of, 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 of enlightenment and moments of revelation he's given us oh my goodness hey who is your Jesus he's excellent what is your, he is everything. He's most excellent. He is excellent. Hallelujah. I mean, just think about it. I mean, we become the sons of God by believing on his name. John 1 and 12, we're forgiven through the name of Jesus. Acts 2 and 38, Jesus is present among us when we gather in his name. Matthew 18 and 20. We're to do works, good works, in the name of Jesus. Mark 9 and 41, even give a cup of cold water in my name, he said. And then persecution will happen to us because of the name of Jesus. In Luke 21 and 12 and John 15 and 21. We are to preach in his name to all the nations in Luke 24, 47. All in the name of Jesus. That excellent name. That powerful, excellent name. Hallelujah. It represents all that Jesus is and stands for. His name. The name of Jesus implies all the authority, character, rank, majesty, power, excellence of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 I mean, his name refers to the sphere of his presence. 
where we can speak the name of Jesus because Jesus is actually in us and with us and we're not acting alone but in the name of Jesus as his representative his kingdom so you think we ought to be depressed now you think we ought to be discouraged now you won't be if you say the name of Jesus and say it out loud say it out loud Jesus Jesus oh Jesus hallelujah hallelujah Jesus say that name out loud say it because he's alive and he is here where two or three are gathered together in my name there will I be in the midst he's here Jesus oh Jesus you know what that name means to you you know what that name has done for you Jesus the world said you're going crazy no and you felt like the world was crashing in and all against you you just say the name Jesus <laughs> oh my powerful name Jesus and to the broken and those who feel like their life is destroyed you can lead them to the name Jesus and Jesus will receive them and Jesus will heal them Jesus will deliver them Jesus is the answer He's the answer. He was the answer for you. He's the answer for everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. That excellent name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you have the possession of that name. And I just want to read this and I'm going to close. The musicians come. I think it's about time anyway. I've done real good. Really? Because we are on schedule on Wednesday nights. are on schedule so kids can go home. They have school and have schedule. There's an authority in the name of Jesus. 